0: Welcome to the latest edition of the OmniTalk Spotlight series, the series that highlights the people, the companies and the technologies that are shaping the future of retail. I'm your host Chris Walton
1: and I'm Ann Mazinga.
0: And today we are turning our attention to a very interesting startup in the grocery delivery space and one to which full disclosure we like so much that Ann and I recently joined its advisory board. That's right. Today we are turning our spotlight on a company called Buncha and its founder and CEO, Barat Holgum. Barat, welcome to OmniTalk. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks so much, Anne, for having me. We're excited to share more. Yeah, we're pretty pumped. It's it's great to have you on the show.
1: I know we've been interested in. I mean, you got you guys were part of the Tech Stars. I remember seeing you at the accelerator at Target years ago. Um, and it's been really fun to follow the development and where you're going, and I'm really excited for you to get to share that with our audience today. A
0: hundred percent.
1: Maybe let's start there, Bharat. Tell tell everybody a little bit about you and your journey to start Buncha.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's um, I always like kind of just prefacing that there wasn't like a genius light bulb moment or anything that went off. Like all of this happened by accident. <laughs> or That's by awesome. Mistake. That's or like why I love you. Yes. Random acts of random walk. Um, but yeah, a little bit on me. So once again, I, I'm Barat Uh I'm the CEO, one of the co-founders of Buncha. Uh, quick on my backstory. I started my first business when I was 14 in high school. I was a headphones company. I was sick of breaking headphones, wished I could repair them. So I built this like modular set of earbuds where if like the right bud bo- broke, you could replace that. Or if the wire broke, you could replace that. Uh, grew that business uh, quite a bit. Uh, got into, you know, uh, went, into, went to the University of Minnesota, ended up selling that business um, and putting most of that capital back into a It wasn't a huge exit, but it was <laughs> for a few years
1: of school. Uh, right. when, I mean, when at I was, four, uh, starting at 14, like right. not, not too shabby, Brad. I think I was waiting in line for new kids on the block. To tickets when I was 14. I was not starting <laughs> headphone company. That's the but best thing you were doing at 14. That, that is the best thing I was doing. Yes.
2: Yeah. So uh got got that got that off the ground and and uh you know got that little exit when I was uh I think I was I think it was 18 or 19 um and met my co-founders to that venture actually which I'm oh, really? which I'm very blessed to have met. So Josh and Sam Uh, good buddies of mine since high school. Uh, Josh and I went to the same high school. We actually started the first like startup weekends uh, here here in the Twin Cities. So if you're familiar with like the TechStar Startup Weekend program, Josh, Sam and I put those on like very, very early. That was like my uh, NHS senior project, if you will. Um, And then uh, Sam uh, and I met in the Minnesota Cup, uh, which I'm sure you guys are aware of, Mm -hmm. uh, the startup competition. Uh, So Sam and I met uh, in high school and then we all sort of ended up like uh, uh converging on campus we all did mis at, at Carlson um and we had a we had a few ideas um you know on on campus uh you know we, we started building websites in our spare time to like help uh to to get some extra cash uh, and and you know that's how I learned how to code you know josh ran kind of the finances and Sam was like a big product guy so anyway that's like the that's like how the team got together um fast forward to uh kind of the start of the the, the pandemic I would say uh so campus shuts down I moved back home. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm with my parents and, uh, my mom, uh, you know, I walked downstairs Sunday evening and my mom, you know, uh, stays at home. She cooks a lot for the family. Um, and, uh you know walk downstairs my mom's like hey do you can you go grab this grocery list from costco for me and i was like you know mom why don't you just use instacart uh you know that's that's available why why aren't you using instagram i'll go for you you know um but she's she says you know uh something really interesting and this this, for some reason stuck with me and i'm glad it did because it it became became a bunch of but she says i don't need any of this stuff in two hours so i don't want to pay the fees and i was like huh like interesting like you don't want to use grocery delivery because you don't need any of this stuff in two hours, which makes sense because she was, she was writing down her grocery list Sunday night. And she was like, okay, I need to take the car on Wednesday or, you know, I need to ask my dad to, you know, go get the groceries on Thursday when he's coming back from work. And I was really thinking about, I was like, okay, you know, groceries, uh, you know, my mom, she plans for them. She plans for them every week. It's a, it's like a ritual, you know, it's every week, same time, Sunday night or Saturday morning, she's going to the store. Um, and so, uh, you know, I was, I was thinking about it and, um, I, I ended up going to, Costco I'm a, I'm a good son so I'm going to <laughs> I was gonna farm. say Brad,
1: um, as a mom of two boys let me hate. tell you I I'm hoping that you made the right decision
2: yeah right? I went to Costco I I know better I know better than not to but uh what I did it was interesting this time was was I I basically in my in my neighborhood Facebook group I was like you know hey hey uh hey hey guys I'm I'm not just son I'm on Zircon Lane uh I'm going to Costco does, does anyone need anything let me know um, and let me know in the, like, we have our, like HOA Facebook group and the, you know, people would comment underneath and I would go to Costco and then grab it for them. And, um, you know, you know, week one, I'm in my 2001 Ted Camry. I've got like four orders in the back and I'm like, all right, sweet. You know, I'm making five bucks an order, whatever. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm testing my hypothesis, which is, um, you know, and I'm making this sound more, more planned than it was, but which was, do people need groceries in two hours? And, and what, what, the way we did it was you'd let me know Sunday night. And I would go on Wednesday and, and, and or Thursday and grab your groceries. Um, and so, you know, a few weeks pass on, eight, eight nine weeks pass on. And, um, you know, I'm in a week, eight or nine, Josh, Sam and I are all meeting up at 2 p.m. at my house, my parents' house in Maple Grove. We've got 40 orders to go. Uh, you know, we've got, we're trying to figure out how to pick these the most efficiently. We're walking into Costco with headphones, a clipboard. We like print out the text messages we're having with all of our neighbors and like what items they needed. Um, and by the way, there's no like catalog here. People were just like, I want the red onions, four right. pounds, or I right. want the eggs. Like it was like, like they were willing to put up with, you know, the, the crappy user interface just, yeah. just to like get, get the job done. Right? This they, is they, like as really full
0: don't... analog as you can get. Like you're grunting your way through this at this point. Right?
2: You're, yeah. Completely analog, like yeah. checklist clipboard, you know, the whole thing. Um, and so
0: I, I, I
1: yeah, <laughs>
2: and, and, and I would say, I would say that, you know, What we learned from that was, you know, maybe people don't need groceries delivered in two hours. And and this realization is happening during the backdrop of GoPuff, you know, uh, Fridge No More, uh, Joker, Gorillas. They're raising, you know, billions of dollars and they're going for 15 minute grocery delivery. And I'm Mm -hmm. sitting here and I'm like, I've never once seen my mom figure out what to put on the dinner table, you know. Fifteen minutes prior. And 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 obviously there's a use case. I'm not saying there isn't. Like I'm sure like my mom's gone out to Target to do drive up, you know, real quick because she's right. forgotten some ingredient. But the majority of grocery purchases do not happen in a 2 hour window is is what what our thesis our hypothesis was. So, um we ran with that and 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 you know now we have some data to show that you know 90% of american consumers shop for groceries weekly, yet less than 11% of them use a delivery service to do so. Well, why? Well, it's too expensive, right? $11 for the average $75 grocery basket is just more than most americans can afford. And two, and, and this is kind of the interesting thing is it's not natural behavior. You know, people aren't asking for 2-hour grocery delivery. People people want a cheaper way to get their groceries delivered, but they don't need a faster way to get groceries delivered. And I'd say that, you know, case in point, uh all of the services I mentioned are either struggling to survive, have either shut down or are no longer doing 50-minute grocery delivery, right? Um so that was the that was the birth of Buncha, if you will. And 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 really what what Buncha is today is it's it's a platform that connects retailers to local neighborhoods to schedule efficient, hyper-local, once a week, twice a week deliveries to a single neighborhood. Um, and why this is really cool is instead of having you know 10 Instacart drivers or 10 ship drivers delivering to 20 people, we have one driver delivering to 20 people. And that spreads the cost of delivery amongst all of these people. And our customers only pay $1.45 per delivery every time, no markups, no hidden fees and the best part is we actually make money on that we're not vc subsidizing every single delivery which is kind of the the the, the gold mine in our in our uh in our industry is to show positive unit economics right um that's, and that's uh, yeah so
1: the, the 145 like delivery that it's when catchy. we first met you brought like that was i think what caught on to me was like for l- less than two dollars you're able to get the groceries delivered which you cannot get anywhere else. That's
0: yeah. And impossible. Right. and you know the load of the truck beforehand, right? That's right. That's really exactly. interesting. And you're only sending one driver for that load of the truck. So that's where it gets the exactly. economics of this get really, really interesting.
2: We're we're not we're not waiting for the demand, right? We're not right. waiting for the right. demand. We're not we're not trying to use some, you know, uh some uh some crazy analysis to figure out how much, like we know this neighborhood, there's 40 customers that are likely going to order next week and we can dedicate the labor and the resources for that. And that that goes to show even in our business model, right? So we don't rely on 1099 workforce. We have, we have W2 full-time drivers and we don't have a ton. You know, we have about, we have about 15, 20 people that work full-time for us and we're able to move quite a lot of volume just to really, really small workforce because we can, Pinpoint to the hour exactly where people need to be at every single hour of the day to make sure we're optimizing the labor most efficiently. Mm-hmm. You know, when we went to Denver, uh, we didn't have to hire you know three hundred Instacart drivers. It was it was like we lo- we start with three W two drivers and a van, and and we were we able to grow that market you know exponentially in the last few months. So um, low cost, and, and this this is kind of where uh, this is to take it home. You know, it 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 saves to plan ahead you know, and that's like our whole model is like, you plan ahead a little bit, you don't get, you you give up the two hour convenience, but you know, you're, you're saving a crap load of money when you use bunch over other services.
0: Right. And there's some interesting dynamics or analogies with like the airline industry too. And too, in terms of what you can do to incent, you know, passengers, or in this case, grocery shoppers to come on board, given the load factor that you have with the truck too, which I want to get into a little bit, but before we do that though, let's, let's back up a second too. And let's, Let's talk about how does it work? So from the consumer perspective, like, let's set the table yeah. for people there too. Like, okay, so I'm interested in using Buncha. What am I doing? What am I interacting with? What are my expectations going in?
2: Totally. So I wonder if uh, the, the screen will show you well, but basically, and, and I'll kind of give you a a little, little backstory. So we'll figure out with the, with the local store or on a corporate level, what is the best time for us to do these deliveries? And and I, I kind of forgot to mention the B2B side of this, why this is so exciting is, mm-hmm. is, is really two fronts. So when we were doing those, you know, 40 deliveries at, uh, at Costco, right? Um, the big thing was that these deliveries were happening during off-peak days and off-peak hours of the day. So lo and behold, we realized that Thursday is actually a pretty slow day for Costco. Nice. And so when we're driving an extra... You know, six thousand, seven thousand dollars. Costco's huge. You know, they're driving millions per warehouse, but they actually notice. You know, it's it's we're we're driving some significant revenue during off peak hours a day, and we're not cluttering the store right. when the store is already very very busy. Right. So we'll try to work with the stores to figure out what is the best time for us to come in and, and and do these deliveries. That's that's step one. Once we do that, we put them on onto our schedule, our schedule feed, and you as a customer, you know, depending on the zip code you live in, which is how we segment our deliveries, you'll get your own unique tailored zip code neighborhood level schedule. If you download the bunch of app, you'll get a schedule
0: of what's coming to your neighborhood. And as and you cross a bunch of different at- retailers too, right? Bharat? Like you get like Correct. Costco's coming on. I don't know. making it up Wednesday targets coming on Correct. Thursday. Okay.
2: Thursday. Yep. Target's coming on Thursday. Cup food's coming on Wednesday. Aldi's coming on Friday and, and there's, there's cutoff time. So it says, okay, order by 2 p.m. and it'll be delivered between five and seven, seven o'clock. And you can actually see how many neighbors of yours are also on the delivery. So it'll be like, oh, uh, 200 neighbors are shopping at Aldi for this delivery slot. Uh, there's only you know 30 slots left. Order fast, you know, and, and we try to create a little bit of FOMO with like, hey, mm-hmm. get your order in fast, get your order in quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's how the app works. Once, once you place your order, you know, we send it for fulfillment, typically, you know, we're, we're helping with the fulfillment or the retailers doing the fulfillment themselves. So we actually have two models where we can white label this. And basically, we're going to help you with the demand aggregation, the social commerce part of it and get the neighborhood on board, schedule the delivery, route the delivery, but you're the one doing the delivery and the picking. Or, you know, if you're getting more demand than, than you can handle, we'll come in and, and help. And we have our labor that can come in and, and uh, make sure that no delivery is getting dropped and we're not, you know, uh, uh, sending away any customers that want to order on the delivery. So, um, yeah, you know, once you place your order, it, it gets picked, packed. Um, we have a really cool software that uh, you know employs something called team picking, where in un, unlike traditional services where it's order by order, we pick category by category. So one person picks all the dairy, the 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 home essentials, the the snacks, brings it to a staging area, picks it. It increases our picking time, uh, our or, or picking speed, and then uh, we put them on a truck, a big, beautiful yellow refrigerated truck uh, that has bunch on the side it goes in these bunch of refrigerated bags so we're trying to keep make sure cold chain protection is you know uh, uh kept throughout the entire uh, delivery experience and it gets delivered to your doorstep um you know right to your door um and then you know your next order we pick these bags up and and, and take them back to uh
0: back for the next order so right. one quick question like how do you handle the substitution issue too like how do you guys interact how do you interact with the customer when that happens because you're going in you know there's there's it seems like they're putting their their orders in way in advance so there could be some substitution effects that maybe are more likely to happen or less likely to happen i don't know you might have some data on that but you know how do you handle that
2: yeah so we we actually have a lower error rate than Instacart does based off of the data that we have um and and that's really you know due to the fact that uh we are able to you know communicate and Spend more time communicating with the customer to make sure they get what they need. So you know we have these W two shoppers in the store, um, and they're they're incentivized to do a good job. You know, it, it really just at the end of the day, when you strip away all the tech and the cool like social and all that. This is a service business, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the the if the shopper is doing a good job, the customer will have a uh, will have a great experience. So, um, you know, we take the time to make sure that you know our shoppers, when they do communicate with customers, are offering the best level of substitutions. Uh, we refresh inventory as much as possible. One really cool feature that we've added is saving substitutions to profile. So, like, if you've in the past mm-hmm. approved a substitution, we'll just automatically do that for you. Um, so you don't even have to think about it or worry mm-hmm. about it, or show you close substitutions that other people have used in the past for that. Item, Um, you know, I think we're getting better and better at it. It's uh, the catalog substitutions. It's a it's a Pandora's box. It's a moving target <laughs> yeah. too, right? Yeah, it's always yep. a moving Target. Yeah, there's so much to do, but we're we're getting better at it. And I really think once again, it just comes down to the fact that we can take our time because we know what's coming. We know the items. Mm-hmm. We know what's in the store. We can take our time to do this right, um, and point. that's you You're know, not getting hustled out. The our customers right, right?
1: Mean. Yeah, exactly. Right. And Brett, talk to us about how you're working with the retailers that you're working with now um, to offer this experience for the customer. Like, what? How are you pulling in this data? Like, explain kind of a little bit the the back end of how this is all working out.
2: Yeah. So depending on the retailer agreement that we have, it's either at like a store level or a corporate level. Um, you know, some retailers, we have store level relationships where we call them operational pilots. So we're basically trying to show the store that we are the best way for them to right. do last mile fulfillment. Uh, you know, that's, there's no revenue coming from that store in that perspective, but our hope is that the store would elevate that to a corporate contact and say, Hey, you know, notice our spike on Wednesdays that you've been telling me to get, we got it. Thanks to right. buncha. you know, and bunch right. driving that volume for us. Um, and then we obviously have the corporate level relationships where we're you know getting paid and you know we have a longer term agreement set there um really our our you know how we integrate with with a retailer is, is twofold right so we have we have our marketplace offering this is the app you know this app has some really cool functionality for the consumer where You know, it's actually interesting. Sundays are our biggest order days. And we Mm -hmm. we find that interesting because it's like people are planning on Sundays. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, as a customer, I can log in. And if I'm ordering my I can order my Costco, my Target, my top 10 liquors, my Aldi. And get my groceries just delivered throughout the week. I don't even have to think about it. So, from a planning perspective, you know the marketplace is a really cool offering. And the other benefit of being listed on the app is that you get access to these social features. So, hey, I'm getting Target delivered. Uh, Chris, I know you're my neighbor. You shop at Target too. Join the delivery that I'm on, and you get two percent off. And there's like some really interesting mm-hmm. referrals and you know things that, that we can do there to incentivize people checking out. The second thing, which is it's a new concept we're working on, is, is we call this the, the bunch of button. And the the idea here is, you know, when when most retailers today have some kind of last mile capability already built into their e-commerce presence, right? They have, you know, you go to Target.com, I'm, uh, you know, and it, we've got, uh, you know, uh, buy online, pick up in store. You know, you got your drive up, you got your shipped, right? But what we're kind of thinking of is, okay, if we already have the cart together, what if you could add a, a another option in the delivery itself that says, you know, sure, get it $9.99 delivered with shipped, or Get it delivered on Target Tuesday with 75 other neighbors for a buck forty-five. And that's right. just that's, that's in the, the that's in the in, in the in the window itself as a yeah. plugin. So that's something we're starting to test out. And and what we believe, why that's exciting, is you know, a lot of retailers are moving away from this idea of but being wanted to list on a marketplace, you know, mm-hmm. like in that people are trying to get more white label, trying to get more mm-hmm. custom, and they don't like the idea of having their re their retail presence. On the same page as another retailer right so this way this gives control back to the retailer and and it allows them to offer this as their own unique option we are obviously powering that option uh but it gives them control to say hey there is a low cost delivery option for you uh if you are interested to check
0: out and wait maybe a few days uh, for a buck 45. so so real quick question so then so i wanted to summarize this for us too i mean and i get it because we've talked to you a lot but you know what what is the value proposition inherently for the retailer and the consumer? If you were to strip it out, yep. because like in a lot of ways, you got me thinking, this is like a new pivot on micro fulfillment in a lot of ways, like localized fulfillment, doing it in a way that's just very efficient without all the bells and whistles that have been talked about for the last four or five years. So I'm curious for you when you say, Hey, retailer, this is why you should work with us or Hey, consumer, this is the value you get from us relative to the other options. What is your answer to that?
2: Yeah. So from a customer side, very, very simple. We just we 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 beat on cost, right? We, we beat on cost. So uh, we're the cheapest way for you to get your groceries every week. Even Amazon, yeah, they had their Amazon Prime option, free grocery delivery. They stopped that, right? Now you have to spend like a hundred bucks to get free Amazon Prime. So we're literally the only way you can get groceries delivered for under 10 bucks with tip. Like even with tip added to our order, we're the only way you can get groceries delivered for under $10. So that, that's just off the bat. I mean, the second thing is behavior, right? We're not trying to introduce a new behavior to you. We're not trying to convince you to buy stuff in two hours. We're helping you build your list. We're helping you build your what you need for the week. You know, we have a feature that we're introducing called, uh, you know, partner sharing, where if you and a spouse live in the same home, you know, you can build your list together and check out at once. So we're really trying to, you know, build an experience around what you already do, right? Your paper lists, your fridge magnets, we're all building it around that. I think the last thing is just customer service. We yeah. can take the time to do things right. You know, we have W2 employees and refrigerated vans and refrigerated bags a seamless experience we're here to provide the best experience possible to our customers and i think what we've realized is that so many americans have been priced out of grocery delivery either because it's too expensive or they haven't had a good experience we're here to bring them back to this industry and bring them back into the, into, you know, trying us out and hopefully keeping us. And for a lot of people, we're the only one, well, we're only the only option they can afford, you know? Um, so that's something from a consumer side we find exciting. The other point um, I'd make to a-
0: before you go to the business side is it's also a more sustainable option, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're only sending more truck, truck, right? And there's a lot of consumers, or at least probably people should care about that more than they even probably do. But that's an important aspect of this as well in the long run. I-
2: hundred percent And we have some data to show that when a neighborhood chooses to use Buncha for getting their groceries delivered over going to the store themselves, there's like an 80% carbon emissions reduction uh, from the neighborhood as a whole. So uh, you know, that's you know, from all angles, we we really, really feel that we are just a better option for consumers to get their groceries, you know, like just from, from every every single angle. So that's 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 the consumer side. From from the merchant side, you know, I, I think I think that there, there's a few things here. First off, is is a lot of merchants on a store level just do not like the fact that they have these these uh, 1099 workers coming in during peak hours of the day, disrupting store operations. That's a that's a big you know big big deal for some right. of these stores. So for us, we're working with you. We're gonna we're gonna stay out of your hair during the busiest hours of the day. We're gonna try to make this work for when you have the availability. Um, the, the the interesting way I like wording this is it's kind of like turning your store into a dark store, right? A, what is a dark right. store? It's like just basically fulfilling orders during off-peak hours, right? So we're maximizing revenue per square foot by by basically changing the demand curve. So your orders are coming in during the off-peak hours of the day, right? So if you want to maximize that, you know, we're we're a great option for you. So that's, that's one. We're staying out of your hair, but we're driving revenue during the days and times you want it the most. I think too is is expanded customer reach, right? It, kind of going back to my my data earlier. Ninety percent of Americans shop for groceries weekly, but only twelve percent of them use a delivery service to do so. So there are nearly you know eighty percent of consumers that. Aren't using a delivery service weekly, and we could be that option for you. So you could essentially boost your e-commerce sales by plugging us into your existing operation, right? And driving, you know, making this another low-cost option for your customers to shop at your store. So I think front that's like the big funnel, I don't,
0: funnel, front of the funnel option. Front of the funnel, yeah. yeah.
2: Make it cheaper, right? Make mm-hmm. it cheaper, and more people will come in, come into the window. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the last thing is. We're very, very customizable for the retailer, right? So, so you know, traditionally with Instacart, you know, you're on the marketplace, you're you're competing against other stores. I think Instacart now has an option where, like, if you type in tomatoes, it'll show you the lowest. Price across multiple stores, which is great for the customer, but obviously the retailers hate that, right? So for us, you know, you can either use the marketplace or the bunch of plugin, which you know I'm, I'm really excited about this because this gives the retailer total control over how they want to show this option to their customers. You know, completely white labeled. It's literally just powered by us, um, and it, it gives a retail a lot of control over how they market, how they own the customer relationship, um, and and how they you know introduce this option to their customers. Right? Traditionally, when you integrate with the third party uh, DSP, you're saying, Hey, go to Instacart to place this order, but now it can be go to target.com. Right. And mm-hmm. this is an option on your website to check this out. Um, and so, yeah, you know, w- that's a new, new kind of thing that we're coming up with, but hoping that it excites retailers. Cause it's not a, um, it's not a not sending people off their
0: properties, their web properties, and it's keeping things within their ecosystem. So which is really, really important. So so okay. So let's close it out with this. Let's get you out of here on this question. Um and then maybe Ann will ask you about where things are going next too. But yeah. uh, but uh, where where are you now? So like you kind of gave us the story, you gave us the startup story, but how many markets are you in? Where are you where are you guys currently? Nope.
2: Yep. So we're in Minneapolis, and we just launched Denver, which we're very excited about. We have a third market on the horizon here in the next, I'd say, a quarter or two, uh, which we're really, really excited about. Um, we are a team of about fifty people uh, spread out across Twin Cities and in, in, in Delhi. Uh, so our most of our engineering is in Delhi, but we have some folks here on support as well. Um, and really, you know, we're we're, we're we're building up for scale. So. You know, we've raised about five million dollars to date from really, really awesome investors. We have some ex, uh, you know, very, very early employees of Instacart, co-founder of Nextdoor, so kind of a, a kind of a plus on that social commerce, right? right. We really think that right. there's something there. Um, you know, or um, uh, Andy Dunn, who's the CEO of Bonobo, sold to Walmart. Uh, he's one of our investors, and wow. uh, you know, the well, some of the co-founders, co-founders of Seamless and Grubhub. So we're backed by an incredible group of investors and advisors, um, and yeah, we're we're really just ready to go. So, you know, what we're what we're looking, what, what's next for us is, you know, we're really looking to get some corporate level relationships with some retailers and get some larger level pilots. Uh, I think that's like the biggest thing for us is proving out this scales across regions, across markets, and that we're providing value to our retail partners. Um, I think that's huge. And uh, expanding to new markets, you know, we, we've got the, we've got the fundamentals here down and uh, now it's just time to grow and, and grow fast. So.
1: Barat, are there other categories too that you're interested in, or you think you'll stick to the grocery space? Cause I imagine you're going to get a lot of interest from people listening here that are like, well, what about, you know, if you look at the shipped universe or the DoorDash universe, like yeah, how, how do you kind of see that growing in the coming years?
2: Yeah, I think, I think, you know, uh, planning ahead really works for any category. You know, like I think right now we're sticking to the grocery because it's the most frequent use case. But even on our app today, you can get liquor delivered, uh, you know, we have some like specialty shops on the app. Like we'll do like a seasonal shop where like for Christmas, we have like a, a mix of vendors mm-hmm. where we all brought them all together to do deliveries on the platform. Uh, I mean, I think uh, I think at the end of the day, like uh, any category can benefit from, you know, this this uh, this approach because it, 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 at the end of the day, the, the, the secret that we've cracked is fulfillment is expensive, right? Mm-hmm. Last month fulfillment is expensive. And so what we've said is People don't actually care that much about the speed. Let's be transparent about when they're getting the item and let's be transparent about the pricing. Cause I think that's the biggest thing yes, that we've lacked in this uh, industry. Yes. And that's what we've done better than any other comp- competitor on the market. And so, you know, even, you know, we've even tested like catering, like food, right? Like, uh, you know, we've, we've done some like restaurant, uh, you know, family size meal deliveries in the past, and those have been very successful. So I think right now we're, we're, we're very focused on grocery and, uh, but, you know, to the right, uh, to the right retailer, we might be interested in opening up other
0: categories as well. Yeah. So awesome, Excellent. awesome, man. Well, this has been such a fit. Fa- this I I could talk to you for hours. I love this concept. I know Anne does too. Um, we're super excited to be partnering with you as well, being part of your advisory team. Um, if people want to learn more and get in touch with you, find out how they can work with you. Like, what's the best way for them to do that, Bharat? Yes. So uh, please visit our website at gobuncha.com.
2: Uh, I'd love for you to try out our app. It's just Buncha on the App Store. Or, uh, uh, you know, if anyone's interested to work with us, just please send me an email. I'm Barat, B H A R A T, at
0: gobuncha.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that wraps us up, man. Thanks so much for joining us today. It was a really great discussion. Really excited for you. Really excited for what you've got going on. Again, this was Barat Pogum, the CEO of Buncha. And as always, on behalf of all of us at Army Talk, Be careful out there.